Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. House Majority Leader, Steny Horton, thank you for, good to have you back on the Madison Show. Good morning. So it's always good to be with you. Um, I'm going to play a clip, and, and can you expound on it? Uh, this was a clip about what you said about voting rights. And, and go ahead and play it, uh, Daryl. Voting rights is very much alive, is certainly in terms of our advocacy and work. We're not going to let that go. That needs to pass. Uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we will convince some Republicans uh, that this is not a partisan issue. Voting is an American issue. So the can you kind of expound on that? And most importantly, what can my listeners do, uh, Congressman? Well, Joe, first of all, I want to point out to your listeners, and I know you know this, uh, we have 272, now we have 273, but 272 members uh, of of Congress, Uh, 222 in the House and 50 in the Senate. It's important the listeners know that every one of those 50 senators, every one of those 222 House members voted for the voting rights bill, every one of them. Now, as you know, two of them, uh, because no single Republican would vote for a bill that guaranteed people the right to vote and made it easier for them to vote, facilitated them in voting, even if they couldn't get off work by making weekends uh, available and early voting available, et cetera, et cetera. Not a single Republican voted for the voting rights bill in the United States uh, Senate. Uh, and as a result, uh, in the Senate, which you need 60 votes to pass something unless uh, you can waive the filibuster, uh, it didn't pass. And that's sad. But as I said on, on that clip that you just played, giving up is not an option we, because giving up would be giving up on democracy, giving up on the basic right of every American eligible to vote to vote. And not only to be eligible to vote, but, be, but to have it made easier and easy to vote uh, so that their voice can be heard. And so giving up is not an option. Every Democrat's for it. We're going to keep working towards fi- figuring out how to get this passed uh, and getting it passed as soon as possible. Uh, obviously, uh, there's been a lot of focus on the fact that we have two Democrats who don't want to eliminate the filibuster, which, Joe, I think ought to be eliminated. The filibuster is undemocratic. The filibuster... Uh, re- rejects the House of Representatives' ability to represent the American people. We know the Senate's not a representative body. You know, 40% of the American people elect 75% of the Senate. Think of that. Wow. So less than a majority adopt yeah. three-quarters of the United States Senate. So it's not a representative body, and that's not going to change. But what ought to change is we ought not to allow a filibuster to stop legislation from being uh, adopted that mm-hmm. has majority support, as this bill does in the United States Senate. 50 now, plus the it, vice president. Uh, Congressman, uh, Oye, it, is the process, do you, do you have to start over uh, in, in, in the next session to reintroduce the bills, or can you pick up where you left off? Uh, well, in the next session, because it'll be a new Congress, we have to pick up. Excuse me, we have to start anew. Okay. Uh, if we could still, we could still take it up in the Senate. 
or very frankly, we could start another bill here in the House. Uh, but the fact is that uh, if, it, if, we, if it goes by uh, December 31st into January 3rd uh, with a new Congress next then year, you got a, yeah, you got uh, then a we new have Congress. to start it. Next, yeah. But, but, but uh, okay, so I got you. This is, because what really, what really excited me was your, your optimism that, you, one, we're not going to give up on this and, and we're going to find a way and and sometimes, as you know, uh, Congress, the average person doesn't know all the tricks, and I shouldn't call them tricks, <laughs> all the uh, processes. Well, the procedures, yeah. <laughs> the proceed there. That's a kinder word. Yeah. All the <laughs> all the procedures, <laughs> procedures that that you can um, that you can go through. Uh, I, I have uh, the the the, uh, the other thing I I wanted to talk about. Um, are you worried? about the gerrymandering that is, is uh, going on because the voting rights bill, that, that the bills that you guys combined, would have dealt with gerrymandering. Absolutely it would have. And am I worried about it? Yes. The consequences of what we see around the country, because Republicans uh, control more states, and when I say control more states, uh, have a majority in the, in the House of their state, majority in the Senate, and they have a governor. Uh, so they, they essentially, in, in, in more states, many more states than uh, Democrats, control the redistricting process. And what we've seen in Texas, in Florida, in Ohio, in North Carolina, and other states is a gerrymander which reduces by far the Democratic representation in the Congress of the United States based upon the Democratic vote in those states. In other words, uh, uh, the, the, it's, we are not reflected because of what is called gerrymandering. In H.R. 1, which we passed uh, through the House, not only the last Congress, but again this Congress and Senate to the Senate, and it was in the bill that was considered on the floor of the Senate, uh, we, we outlawed uh, partisan uh, gerrymandering. And mm-hmm. uh, we set up commissions to have fair re- redistricting so that uh, all the people would be represented. Now, very frankly, in Maryland uh, and in almost every other state, their gerrymandering exists. Uh, and as long as you leave it as it's now being done, that will happen, and it will be unfair to the American people. So I'm very much in favor of having a national uh, prohibition on gerrymandering so that every state will have to follow the same rules. And 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 the and the districts; these are congressional districts. They would be, yeah. or they would be, arranged by commission. Um, and 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 is this commission supposed to be bipartisan? What? Bipartisan and nonpartisan, uh, and with certain uh, parameters for what they ought to do. Uh, some of which have been set by the court, some of which have been set in this legislation. But essentially, yes, it would be set up by uh, commissions. For instance, in Arizona, uh, which they sort of have a hybrid, uh, but in the last decennial census, that was back in 2010, very frankly, that uh, the, the commission set up, contrary to what would have happened if it had been a political one, a uh, redistricting pattern that uh, pretty much divided the, the membership between the two parties. Uh, the Republicans now have come up uh, uh, with still in a commission, but in, in a more political 
uh, mm-hmm. event, which is cut out, uh, maybe one uh, member. Uh, I don't mean that we're giving up on that seat, but uh, it may, they've made it very much tougher uh, yeah. because they've gone back to trying to make it a political uh, gerrymander. Uh, the, the sad part of the uh, the bill, it also eliminated dark money. Not only did it guarantee the right yeah. to vote, it right. that we, you know, the pre-clearance. And, and, and Joe, you, you, your listeners need to understand what John Lewis did was try to restore the Voting Act to what it was in 1965, which required pre-clearance. Now, the Supreme Court, in a case called Shelby versus Holder, uh, Eric Holder, the Attorney General, uh, said, "No, no, the ch- circumstances have changed. Everything's fine." And of course, the Supreme Court uh, overruled the pre-clearance requirement and said the Congress had to come up with a new criteria and new facts which justified pre-clearance. Without pre-clearance, what a jurisdiction can do, have an unfair redistricting, unfair processes put in place, and it's not until after the election, after somebody's been elected, after the the fact, much more difficult to do, much more costly uh, to do, as opposed to pre-clearance, which says if you're going to change and it was formally in jurisdictions that had a pattern of discrimination and trying to prevent people from voting. This bill that, is, that the Senate passed said it applied to every state. It was fair to every state so that if any state had a process that appeared on its face to preclude people from voting, then it would have to be pre-cleared by the Justice Department. Uh, and uh, I think that, uh, that's fair. Yeah, and unfortunately, that didn't pass either. So now yeah. we have no preclearance, and what we see is 19 states around the country, all 49 states, some over 400, according to Brennan, uh, yeah, and uh, Senator, yeah, yeah, which which right. oversees elections throughout the country. Over 49 states have legislation pending, but 19 have passed legislation which makes it more difficult to vote in America, uh, which is obviously contrary to the entire yeah. basic premise of our country, which is that every person has the right to vote, every person votes, and that's the best way to make our decisions. You know, I was I was reading, yes, well, late last night, um, uh, some of the uh, rules that were set up in these states with preclearance, and one of the things that a lot of these states said, well, they didn't discriminate uh, against uh, black folk. One of them was, for example, poll taxes. Uh, but wait a minute. And so they said, well, there were a lot of white folks that couldn't pay poll taxes. But they understood, without really saying it, it disproportionately impacted um, a certain demographics. Uh, and, yeah, that, and, and that's what's sort of happening now. So, you, you know, we, you get read. I was just reading, where was that? Uh, was that Madison, Alabama, Georgia? It was a county where they had a county very rural, no public transportation, seven precincts, and they got rid of all but one voting precinct, which happens to be in the predominantly white county. So, And now, some and people Joe, had to drive. Be, when I talked about preclearance, somebody could have made a complaint, said that's discriminatory, and the Justice Department would have had to rule on that. Uh, when the Supreme Court eliminated preclearance, that went down the drain. So after mm-hmm. the election, after people were elected, you can go to court and say, oh, this wouldn't have happened, but 
much more difficult. And in any event, after the fact, the person's been elected. Right. Very difficult to set aside the election. Uh, so you're absolutely right. The other thing, you know, we're talking about discriminating. Now, it didn't pass uh, because it was so offensive, but uh, they tried to uh, eliminate in one of the states Sunday voting. Yeah. Uh, you know, souls you have to the early polls. voting. Yeah. Because of, of souls to the polls. They thought the churches were urging their citizens, uh, you know, their parishioners, uh, to uh, after Sunday afternoon, go and vote. Uh, they weren't telling them how to vote. Uh, they were telling them to, to vote. And we all urge every American to vote. So that was obviously directly related to a program that primarily black churches uh, throughout America, not just in the South, but throughout America, were urging people to go and vote for the person of their choice or the policy of their choice. Yeah. Uh, totally, absolutely designed to prevent minority voting. Let me, and if you don't mind, I was going to ask you about the um, Emmett Till bill last time we talked, and you guys did your, your thing. Uh, I'm, I'm so proud of your leadership and the Democrats that stepped forth. And then once again, it gets blocked in the United States Senate by one senator um, that where it's just sitting there. But um, it, I'd be remiss if I didn't get your response uh, to President uh, Biden's uh, declaration that he is going to nominate an African-American woman to sit on the Supreme Court. And I'd like to get your comments or thoughts about this. Is Do you feel he, he is doing the right thing? Absolutely, I do. Uh, first, first of all, let me say, this is no secret. He said this in the campaign. He said this needs to be done. Uh, over 250 years of the, or 240 years of our Supreme Court, there's not been a single black woman appoint, uh, uh, nominated for the court in over uh, two centuries. Uh, and what Biden said during the campaign, he didn't hide this. He told the American people, by the way, this is like Ronald Reagan saying he was going to appoint a woman. Uh, that was like, uh, frankly, Donald Trump saying he was going to appoint a judge that was going to overturn Roe versus Wade. This is, you know, the Republicans are now wringing their hands as if this is some uh, revolutionary uh, action. That's baloney. Uh, Joe Biden said this was not right. And if he got an opportunity to support somebody to to nominate somebody to the Supreme Court, uh, he was going to nominate a African-American woman uh, because there'd never been that. The Supreme Court needs to be representative now. Any Republican who thinks you can't find a totally, absolutely highly qualified African-American woman uh, to be on the bench, uh, frankly, doesn't know reality and uh, reeks of uh, prejudice, um, in my view. But uh, I think it was the right thing to do. I think Joe Biden's going to do it. Uh, I would hope we have a significant number of Republicans. There's no doubt that the nominee that... President Biden sends to the, to the Senate for confirmation will be highly qualified, highly recommended by the bar, uh, and will be an excellent addition to the court. So absolutely, yeah. he was right to do it, and he didn't do it in the dead of night. He didn't do it in secret. He told the American people, if you elect me, that's what I'm going to do. Reagan did the same thing. Trump essentially did the same thing. 
Uh, and as a matter of fact, he outsourced uh, his uh, choices to the Federalist Society. Uh, Joe Biden's not going to do that. He's going to make right. that choice himself. Uh, but it's a it's the right thing to do. It'll be good for the country and good for the court. And plenty of qualified women. Plenty oh, of qualified. Course, oh yeah. I mean, you, you see the list now, and these are Harvard, Yale, uh, other schools, high credentials, high uh, academic achievement, high performance in the legal profession, uh, high performance on the courts. Most of the women being considered are members uh, of. Uh, either the district court or circuit courts uh, of yeah. our federal judiciary, and, and creates an, and it also case. creates, yeah, it does, and it also creates an opening. If one of them are uh, appointed to the Supreme Court, then you have That's another cool. opening. That's an added bonus. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now right. uh, you know I I should never say and thank you for your time, but I should never say last question because uh, it depends. But something else came to my mind: the news, right. and I believe that uh, one of the historically black colleges and universities, correct me if I'm wrong, may be in your congressional district that have been getting bomb threats. Boy State. State. State, yeah. Uh, what do you know about that? And, and uh, is the FBI and other law enforcement, uh, uh, do you have any additional information about invest- the investigation? Joe, I don't have any additional information yet. Uh, I'm going to call the president of Bowie State, and you're right, it is in my district, uh, Stark uh, Black College. As a matter of fact, uh, I was in the Congress, uh, in the state Senate, when we substantially expanded investment in Bowie State. We're very proud of Bowie State, outstanding educational institution. Uh, We see, unfortunately, uh, rising racism, rising anti-Semitism, rising hate actions uh, around the country, uh, which are inconsistent with our values, but are unfortunately ever present with us. And we need to take every step we can both to educate people uh, how despicable this is and how harmful it is to what America stands for, one nation, indivisible, uh, one people, e pluribus unum, one out of many. So it, it just... These anti-Semitic acts, we saw the, the hostages taken down uh, in, in Texas. Uh, we see the, a number of historically black uh, communities and uh, colleges and universities being targeted uh, by bomb threats or actual violence. Uh, this is not America. And uh, very frankly, from the president on down, we need to condemn it. Uh, we need to bring pressure uh, on law enforcement to make sure that it's fully investigated and prosecuted. Uh, Hate crimes is un-American. Hate crimes is contrary to our values and our human rights uh, commitments. So uh, this is really a sad statement. Uh, Joe, you and I both know uh, this kind of activity on behalf of human beings has been with us forever and may well be with us forever until we become a perfect people. Yeah. Having said yeah. that, we need to be very vigorous in our prosecution, very big, vigorous in our education of our children. This is wrong. Uh, and very vigorous in the proposition that all men are created equal and are deserving of equal respect and the safety and security that any one of us can extend to them. 
Yeah. This is not the time for complacency. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. We'll, 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 we'll stay in touch, uh, uh, Congressman. Thank you so much. Joe, how are you feeling? Well, now that the hunger strike is uh, over, I'm going to have to come out your way and have a good dinner with you. <laughs> but well, it'll be I, on me, I'd love to have you. But we gained, you know, we, we, I, I said this, we gained, we gained more, I think, than we lost. There's a whole new generation that is, is, is willing to sacrifice whatever it takes to uh, protect our rights. And I'm really proud of the young people who uh, stepped up and, um, and did their part. And that's why I wanted to have you on. Because you you caught my attention when you said, "Don't give up. It's not over." Can't give up. Yeah. You know, if John Lewis had given up, if Martin Luther King had given up, right? Uh, frankly, uh, if any of the great leaders, if Mahatma Gandhi or uh, or, or Jesus uh, had given up because of the opposition that they confronted uh, on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, uh, we would not have made the progress nor will we have had the great legacy of those leaders uh, that we have. Yeah. Uh, giving up is not an option. Voting rights is absolutely central to what America purports to be, what it wants to be, and what it should be. Absolutely. We'll stay in touch. Thank you, Congressman. Okay, Joe. All right. Thank you, my friend. Bye-bye. You're welcome. You can listen to yours truly, Madison the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.